Welcome to the Secret Place Podcast. Your relationship with Jesus Christ isn't found solely within the walls of the church, but it is cultivated and grown in the moments of everyday life. My name is Mandy Wheeler, and I invite you to join me as we journey through biblical truth for following Jesus in all seasons of life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Secret Place podcast. I'm so excited that you are joining me for another episode, and I pray that you are just continuing to learn and grow in your relationship with Jesus. Um, so to start out with today, I just want to give kind of a funny little story to you. So this podcast channel is named The Secret Place, and the secret part of that is not about hiding, but it's about being unavailable to everything but the Lord. But just so y'all know, when I record these podcasts, I have to hide from my cats. They actually get their feelings very hurt when I shut the door of the office um, and I can hear their meows outside. So I actually have to go into the closet of the office and put another door between us um, so that you, while you're listening, are not listening to my cats in the background meowing. So to tie all of that in, today we are going to talk about hidden treasure. And there are two very interesting parables taught by Jesus in the book of Matthew chapter 13. Um, And they're actually right beside each other. And um, most of the parables that Jesus teaches um, relates to the kingdom of heaven. And these two parables are really one in the same. So the first one is Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And then continuing in verse 45 and 46, it says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. In both of these parables, taught by Jesus, a person found something very valuable and sold everything else that they owned just so they could buy that thing. And Jesus is using these parables to describe what the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven, that's a lot to describe, and it's many things, more than we have time um, to discuss on this episode. But I do want to share a couple of things. The first is obviously the rule and reign of our sovereign king, Jesus, right? If we have a kingdom, we need a king. Second Philippians 2 verses 10 and 11 says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the father. So Jesus is our sovereign king and his rule and reign is from everlasting to everlasting without end. There is none that compares to him. He is rivaled by none. The kingdom of heaven is also about saving sinners, where someone steps out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. It is a gathering of citizens for Christ's kingdom. Acts 26, 18 says, 
to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those um, who have been sanctified by faith in Jesus. So the kingdom of heaven is about saving sinners. It's about bringing people out of darkness, out of the bondage of sin, and into the freedom of Christ, the forgiveness and light of Jesus. Um, and that is part of our work here as Christians. Um, we are all called to go and preach the gospel to every creature. That's not just the call of pastors or teachers or youth leaders or Sunday school teachers or people that work in children's ministry. No, if you are following Jesus, you are called to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, to bring souls into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven was most gloriously revealed in our crucified and risen King Jesus. And not only do we live now in the midst of the kingdom of heaven, but we are also waiting for the kingdom to come. Revelation 21, 1 through 3 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Isn't that a glorious picture that not only now here on earth, we get to live in the kingdom of heaven, but there also is a kingdom that is coming. Jesus is going to one day come back for his bride and the first heaven and the first earth are going to pass away and there's going to be a new Jerusalem and we are going to live in a perfect kingdom with our perfect king. And so all of these things and a whole lot more is what Jesus is describing in the two parables that we read, the hidden treasure and the pearl of great price. You see, when we meet Jesus, the hidden treasure or the pearl of great price, he is worth far more than anything else that we have in our lives. Now, we can't pay for salvation by selling everything we own, but once we have found Jesus, we must become willing to give up everything for him. We are willing to give up sin, bitterness, distractions, being right. We are willing to give up our time to be with him in the secret place, our time to serve in our churches and our communities, and even our time to love our neighbors. He is worth far more than we can ever give. But what a joy it is to give your life for the for the cause of Christ. I know I've said it before, probably in several episodes, but I want my life to show that I loved Christ well. I think it's also important to note that the treasure in the field was hidden and the pearl of great price was something that had to be sought after. 
Oh, the treasures that we miss out on just by going through the motions of being a Christian, the depths and the wonders and the vastness and the glories that are found in Jesus Christ is more than our human hearts could ever imagine. And isn't that wonderful that we can spend our entire lives seeking after Jesus and it never becomes boring that day after day we can pursue Jesus and still discover more of him and be blown away by who he is and his heart for us. God never disappoints a true seeker. There is a new country waiting for you. And it's ruled by the king who is the fairest of 10,000. I've mentioned this pastor before, Andy Elms of Portsmouth, England, and he describes it perfectly like this. Countries have embassies all over the globe. Pastor Andy lives in the United Kingdom, but when he visits the U.S. Embassy, he is then considered to be on U.S. soil, even though he has not crossed the pond to the States. So, you are a citizen of your country, but when you accept salvation through Jesus, you also are a citizen of heaven until the new heaven and earth come and we give up our dual citizenship. Colossians 1.13 says, For he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. So this week, I want you to think about how you are living your life. Are you living in the kingdom of darkness or are you living in the kingdom of light? And sometimes we kind of like to straddle the fence a little bit. In some areas of our life, we're fine with living in the kingdom of light. You know, if it's those things that don't really bother us or is not that, um, you know, inconvenient for our lives. But there are some areas that maybe we're tempted to still try and live in the kingdom of darkness. Those areas of compromise, the the places where the sin's a little harder to get rid of or the time constraints and the convenience of something is a little more difficult. So we need to identify those areas in our lives that aren't pleasing to God. And when we focus on the great treasure that Jesus is, we realize that he is worth it. Um, any sacrifice that we make, any crucifixion of our flesh, Jesus is worth it. So before we go today, I would love to pray for you. Lord, we thank you that you are our glorious King, filled with love and mercy and forgiveness. Lord, I pray that you would help us to live our lives in the kingdom of light and to never return to the kingdom of darkness. Lord, I pray that you would remind us of what a great treasure that you are, what an honor and a privilege it is to know you and to serve you and to love you, Lord. I pray that you would just ignite a fresh love in our hearts for you, a fresh burning to know you in a deeper and intimate way. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, thank you so much for joining me. If you are enjoying what you're listening to, I would encourage you to subscribe or share with a friend that you think this might encourage. Thank you and have a blessed week.